0: I'm creative business coach, Anastasia Williams, and you are listening to Making Magic, a podcast for fiber artists, makers, and creatives who are looking to craft a business with intention. Hello, welcome to episode four. I want to take some time today to help you start to reframe the way that you think about your business sometimes I feel like I'm beating a dead horse by continually discussing the fact that the idea of selling can make us feel icky, but truth be told, it is the most common thread between all of us. I don't think I've ever had anyone come to me and tell me how much they love to talk about their product and tell people about what they have to offer. Let me know if this has happened to you. You go into a restaurant You have the most fun and attentive server, the food is amazing, you have the time of your life, you walk away and think, I should write a review, but then you forget about it. Yet, you might go to another restaurant where there is nary a waiter to be found, the food is atrocious, and you can't wait to get out of there. You walk away and think, I should write a review, and you do, because people should be warned to not waste their money there. It's really important in this instance to note that you can still spend money and have a positive experience. You can still be sold to and have a positive experience. You can also be sold to and have a negative experience. The typical example that comes to mind is the car salesman, isn't it? So we know they're gross and we dread having to interact with them. We will even spend time researching how to negotiate with them or we'll actually take somebody with us to the car dealership who knows how to handle these guys. And the thing is, we humans tend to really hold on to our negative experiences over some of the positive ones. So if you were sold too badly, you will absolutely remember that experience and start to build an internal narrative around how selling is not a good thing. But when we are sold too well, we barely think twice in fact most of the time we don't even recognize when we've been sold too well we assume we've made a decision completely independently with no help whatsoever we found the thing we learned about the thing we realized the thing fits our needs to a t and so we bought the thing it was a match made in heaven and you needed no help to realize it it just existed but the truth of the matter is that we are being sold to constantly constantly. Our brains are continually processing information and advertisements and hints and mission statements. It can be subtle or it can be overt, but it is happening all the time. Especially nowadays when we have all of these websites and social media platforms that are feeding us targeted ads, they know us better than we know ourselves. It is weird It is creepy, and yet we also find ourselves wanting a product and saying it out loud in hopes that our phone will hear us and deliver the perfect targeted ad the next time we log in. I'm absolutely guilty of this. And while sometimes we find this entertaining and sometimes it gives us the heebie-jeebies, Overall, we tend to view this also as a negative. We don't want someone to know us better than ourselves. We wanna go back to those times where we had no idea we were being sold to and felt completely autonomous in our decisions, even if that's not what really happened. So let's go back a little bit here and think about how we can start to look at our businesses and the way that we promote them in more of a positive light. And I'm gonna use my favorite metaphor here, which is your business as a house. I probably don't have to tell you that we are going to start with the foundation of the home in this metaphor. And of course, because it is the piece of the home that everything else is built upon. And how it is constructed can determine whether a home withstands the test of time or falls apart. In our businesses, I equate this to your why and your beliefs. The reason that you're running this business and putting all this work into your business has to go above and beyond the money or any other basic shallow reasons that would cause the foundation to ultimately sink, if you will. Of course, you can have the shallow reasons for having a business, but you also need to have that driving motivation of why you're doing this to help others. That motivation and that passion is going to hold you steady when the winds get rough or the earth starts to shake beneath you. Your core, your basic truths are going to be everything that you build this business house and quotes upon. If you need help determining what that core, that why is, you can go back to episode one. After the foundation comes the walls. The wall is going to be a literal and physical boundary that you are placing between yourself and the outside world. When it comes to your business, those walls are going to be your boundaries that you hold with your customers and your energy and your time. Everyone, everyone should have boundaries in place to protect their mental and physical health. For you, That might mean that you feel comfortable discussing your role as a mom, but you're uncomfortable showing photos of your children on social media. As an example of time boundaries, I don't do any work on Fridays or Saturdays myself. So maybe you will choose not to answer emails after 5 p.m. or accept appointments less than 24 hours in advance. You are your biggest asset in your business, and you have to treat yourself and your well being as the greatest priority. We all know you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help others with theirs, and your business is no exception. Once the walls are up, it's time to focus on the exterior of the home. This is my favorite part of the whole metaphor. So think of how you will start to invite guests into your house. Maybe it will be a lovely welcome sign or just the fact that you leave the lights on to show them that you are here for them whenever they arrive. We often worry that just having a business at all means that we are going to be outside on the sidewalk in front, begging and coercing people to come inside. That's not it at all. So this is your home and you get to decide what type of invitation into that space serves you best. Now comes the fun part, decorating the inside. The aesthetic of your business, quote unquote, home, is going to serve the purpose of providing comfort and inspiring those who visit your home. And those who visit your home will be your customers or potential customers. A beautiful and well cared for environment can make all the difference in how someone feels when they're spending time in your space. You can think of this as the physical interior of your business if you have a brick and mortar location or you can apply this just as easily to the spaces you inhabit online like your website and social media profiles you can inspire someone just as easily online with a beautiful photo and some kind words as you can with ambient lighting music and furniture in a shop the other part of this is that your decorating can also be a representation or a reflection of you as a person. So that means that your style is gonna be exhibited in this location. Maybe there are photos of your family in this space because that is something that's important to you and that those guests are gonna resonate with. Maybe it's something like just having a bunch of plants everywhere, or you have a house cat or something like that. Those elements of your life that exist outside of your business, maybe even in your actual home can exist within your business home too, as things that your audience can view and interact with and connect with. Of course, one big piece of your environment is going to be your product. It's not only allowed, but required to take up space in some capacity, even if you're someone who just has a business that doesn't require an income goal and you're just here to provide help to others for fun. The things that you sell in order to help them need to be on display and clearly available for them to use or take from the house. Hiding your products in a beautiful cupboard that only gets opened once in a while isn't going to serve Anyone who's in that space. They came into that home for a reason of their own volition, and they don't want to have to wade through loads of things just to get to the one product that they're needing. This brings us to your role in the home, which I feel like is the most important factor. You are the host, of course. Sometimes I think of this a little bit like a bed and breakfast. The guest comes in. You welcome them, ask them a bit about themselves, what brings them to your town, then you help them find everything that they could possibly need. You have special rooms set aside specifically for their purposes and breakfast will be ready at 7.30 in the morning. Why this is such a key element is because if you've ever been to a bed and breakfast, an absent host is not ideal. If you need towels and the host is nowhere to be found, you just end up feeling frustrated or even if they do leave you to your own devices, you may not be the kind of person who wants that. As the host, it is your responsibility to know what your guests may need from you, both in the form of physical items and social interactions. My actual home that I live in in real life was built in 1907. It's a stunner of a craftsman style with a bit of a Cape Cod exterior. You can see photos of this on my Instagram. It has a picturesque white picket fence on the outside, big giant old trees, and the interior has all the original woodwork, built-ins, light fixtures, and an amazing butler's pantry. I am obsessed with this house. It is also precisely half a block from the grocery store and our son's daycare, so really couldn't get a whole lot better. Anyway, so when we were looking to insure our home, we got a few quotes from different providers and some of the very big name insurance guys, and they were coming back and saying the premium was some bizarrely astronomical amount because if the house was laid to waste, like completely leveled out, and we were going to have to build it back up from the ground up exactly the way it was made in 1907 with like a brick basement. It was gonna cost about five times what we paid for the actual house in order to do that. And that's all well and fine, but I mean, nobody makes houses that way anymore. So it probably wouldn't really cost that. What I'm trying to get at here is in some ways, businesses don't build their houses like they used to. We have social media now, we have things like sales funnels, we have business coaches, we have like free mouse pads that get handed out at the county fair as marketing material. Time and technology have brought us very far in this world. But what has not changed is what our customers need from us. They need to know us, they need to like us, and they need to trust us. If we can't fit the bill, there are plenty of other options that would allow them to be served elsewhere. We can really take comfort in this though, because the core of what people need is the core of what we want to be able to do. We don't want to have to push our products. We don't want anyone to buy from us if they don't really want to. We want them to have a genuine connection and to feel like our beliefs are aligned with their own. We also want them to feel cared for and important because they are important to us and how they feel is important to us. So that is all I have for you today. If you are wanting to grab the show notes, those are on my website at www.williamsanastasia.com slash podcast. And I would also be remiss if I did not mention that I am running a Zoom mini series called Authentically Insta, which will be a four-part series that will go through some of the different elements of Instagram, um, including things like the algorithm, using your bio effectively, creating and maintaining engagement and being able to grow in an organic way. I really want this series to be something that creative business owners can come to and understand that Instagram, although it does have a very complicated algorithm and though we're always being told how we should do things and when we should do things, that there is still a way to interact with the app that allows you to be the authentic person that you are and still experience joy from the connections and the relationships that you build with your audience. You can also find that on my website again www.williamsanastasia.com the first session starts this thursday february 18th and it will continue every thursday for the next four weeks talk to you next week